Good morning to all. I count it a privilege again for me to be able to um, share the word of God with you. <clears throat> Uh, today we are bringing into conclusion um, the I am's that we've been looking um, at, as uh, John said. Um, and we've been uh, looking at those different I am's. And can we quickly go through them if you can shout at me and remind me what are the different I am that uh, we've spoken about so far? Jesus is the I am and he is the good shepherd. Thank you. Jesus is the gate. Can you say it? Bread of life. The way, the truth, and the life. Yes, that's it. He is the resurrection. He is the true vine. Yes. He is a living water, even though we've not gone through that to those, those I am. He is the Messiah. Yeah, last, last week, um, Andy, um, um, did one of the first before last that uh, Jesus is the Messiah, as he concluded by saying that we are the many Messiah. I found that quite challenging. Um, that we, uh, are similar to, to Jesus. And today we, are going to be finishing by looking at uh, Jesus saying that I am the Alpha and, and the Omega. And as we uh, wake up every day now uh, with the reality of uh, evil happening, uh, either nearby or far away, um, it, it is a reality. It's, it's what it is today. Um, one way or another, it, it affects us. And for us as, as believers and as Christians, and, and earlier on John was, was reading that, that text, that we are people of hope, even though um, we are faced with, with this reality of death, of suffering and pain, um, that doesn't take away the fact that Jesus is Jesus. And um, one of the things that Jesus brings to humanity is, is hope. Because the end is not what we, we're seeing here. And so as we uh, consider uh, Jesus being the, the Alpha and, and Omega, in the context of uh, John... Uh, speaking that in in Revelation, just was John was bringing that that word, receiving from from Jesus as he's uh, having that revelation. Um, he was speaking it in in a context of uh, persecution. Uh, John himself was in in exile um, because of the persecution of of Christians. And uh, it's not exactly one of one of the the emperors, depending on how you date the book, the book of Revelation. Some people think that it is during uh, Nero period. Um, some people think it was during the periods of uh, Domitian. But for sure, uh, we know that John was speaking in a context of severe 
persecution from uh, the Roman emperor. And, um, and, and Jesus is bringing that word to John in that context of persecution. And the persecution that the Christians were experiencing in a, in a Roman world was similar to terrorists. It's, it's a terrorism being imposed, being inflicted on, on a group of people who have a different lifestyle, who think otherwise. It's, it's, it's the force of evil as what we we experiencing today. So that's the context that John, John was bringing the word of um, Jesus and uh, to the church in in Asia, but to the body of Christ as, as a whole. And the second element of context in that, uh, John was speaking uh, this word, that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega in the context that Jesus is coming back. And I, and I think those, those two elements are important to us, even in our context today. Um, the persecutions and um, the suffering being imposed um, on John and the Christian at the time and the context that Jesus is, is coming back. And one, one of the reality with, with the terrorist attack is sometime it is specific address to Christians. So somehow, uh, us being Christian today, we've become a target for the force of evil, just because we are followers of, of Jesus. And and this this can be verified in, in a lot of nations. You know, nations like Iraq and Syria, uh, Nigeria in in Africa, in Egypt. We just learned in the Philippines recently. Um, uh, Christians have been attacked on their way to church, um, and so people running for, for their lives. So choosing to follow Jesus has made us to be a target for the force of evil. Even before the terrorism, uh, the enemy is already against whatever is bringing glory to God. Uh, because he wants glory, glory for, for himself. And so the word of, of, of John, uh, speaking that Jesus is the Alpha and, and Omega should be an encouragement to us. <clears throat> what John is, is saying that Jesus being, being the Alpha first. Alpha basically is Alpha and Omega are simply, uh, the first and the last letter of, of the Greek alphabet. Uh, th- there is nothing uh, specific or nothing uh, powerful in it. It's just the beginning and, and, the end, and the end of the alphabet. But what Jesus was implying by revealing himself to John, that way that he is the Alpha and, and the Omega, the Alpha Jesus is, is that Jesus is the beginning. He, he is the creator. He is God. And, um, and, and we see in, in, in Genesis and, and also in, in John, we, we see Jesus talking about in the beginning there was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And Jesus referring to himself as the Alpha is that everything that existed, it existed in him. There is nothing that is outside of his control. He, he is the Alpha. 
And he, he sees it, even though John, in, in his context of persecuted uh, people group, and uh, Jesus is bringing that word that he has been there since the beginning of humanity. When God was creating uh, Adam and Eve in a garden of Eden, Jesus was there. And Jesus was there because in creating everything that existed, is so that uh, God would have a relationship within himself and a relationship with his creation. And so, human, human race being... Um, a special creation, if, if we can put it that way, because God is, is in relationship not only with human, God is in relationship with, with the whole of creation. You know? God is in relationship with, with trees, with, with birds. He cares about them. We read, we read in, in the gospel that, uh, look at the birds. Uh, God, he, uh, he feeds them. Look, look at the lilies, the, the flowers. God clothed them. So we, we see here that God is in his rela- in a relationship with with the rest of the creation, but special relationship with with human, and that was his his desire, so that a human would experience that that intimacy for eternity in in the Garden of Eden. But again, in the Garden of Eden, we we saw the force of evil coming to. That relationship, and so from 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 the Garden of Eden, we already see the concept of terrorism. We already see the concept of evil by Satan coming coming into into the picture. But because God's intention is to release that relationship, not really for his his benefit, but for human benefit, because that is the expression of of his love. God would not give up because Satan introduced evil, because Satan introduced terrorism. God would not give up into that relationship. That's why God has taken initiatives so that uh, that relationship would be restored. And in in Genesis, we see that uh, the descendant of the woman would crush the head of of the enemy, would crush the head of, of Satan. And throughout human history, we've seen God following up with that initiation, with that, with that um, expectations or his desire of restoring back that relationship. And so, an encouragement for us in, in this setting is that Jesus, uh, he is the Alpha, and he understands the, the, the reality that, that's happening to, to human. Jesus sees it. He understands it. And the encouragement in that, what we lost or what the human lost in the Garden of Eden, it is not lost because Jesus is in his way to restore that. He, he, he has taken the initiative. He, he is the Alpha. And he's created everything that existed. The enemy doesn't have the power to stop him from achieving what he wants to achieve. 
that Jesus, Jesus is, is the Alpha. I have started this business of relationship with human being. I have started this, this, this business of blessing human being. And I am going to achieve it no matter what it takes. This, this is, this is Jesus the Alpha. Yeah, he's, he's, he started, he's taken that, that initiative. And, and I find it quite, quite amazing the fact that John is running away for his life and he's, he's hiding in, in Patmos. And, and it, it is in that, that time that Jesus is chosen to reveal himself. You know, in a, in a difficult circumstances, and, and Jesus comes and he meets him where he is. I, I am the Alpha. You know, it is not human. You not created this. I am aware of of of, of what what's happening. And and if if you, you you stop a minute to to consider Jesus as as the Creator. And, and try to, to imagine the bigness, if, if that is an English word. Try, 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 try to imagine the grandeur of, of, of God, how, how big he is. Uh, try to consider the, the, the creation, the universe, the complexity and... Um, Things that our, our human brain is not even able to, to grasp. And, and Jesus is, is that. He, he created it. And, and you observe the, the animals. You observe the sea. You, you observe the birds. All of that, he created it. But even in, in that, in that mighty, you know, the mountains. I just, I'm just trying to to make you realize that how big, how immense God is. But then God, in that immenseness, He has decided to reduce Himself to become a child, to become a baby, and then to be born as as a human, so that he would understand human condition so that he can identify himself with, with, with the human condition. So in, in that awesomeness of God, he, he reduces himself and then he, he becomes close to, to humanity. And, and, and for me, it's, I, I think our response to Jesus being, being the Alpha is, is actually would, should be an, the response of worship. It's like, how, how can I imagine that the God who created everything that, that, that existed, he comes down to be in relationship with me. He, he comes down to, to be close to me. You know, John in, in Revelation, he, he's seeing amazing pictures, wonderful things that's, that's going to happen, things that he's not even able to describe. 
when he describes the presence of God, when he describes the new Jerusalem that's going to come down, he, he describes it, and he, is, he cannot find a human word to describe it. But yet the creator of that thing that you cannot able to describe is coming, and then to be with John. I find that quiet. I cannot understand that. And, and this is, this is what, what God is, is, is for us. You know, that, that Alpha sings, sings the Garden of, of Eden. We are in relationship with him. And we, we can talk to him. We can pray to him. And this, this, is, this is what, what, what Jesus is, is showing to, to John. Like, write, it, write it down, this thing. Write it down. I'm showing it, it, it to you. And so, uh, that for me, that, that reality of us being able to become so close to, to someone so powerful, it, it's a bit like uh, you having breakfast with the Queen of England. Is it something that, that happens to you every day? How, how you know... It's, I mean, it's a bit funny to reduce Jesus to, to the Queen of England, but she, she's a royalty side. And so, so imagine that the Queen, the Queen wants to share jokes with you. you know, do, do you know who she is? And, and, and then she would say, imagine the Queen says, Hey, she gives me a phone call. Asian, get ready with your family. We're coming to the King's Lodge and we're going to have dinner with you. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but God, God does this with, with us. I am, I am in heaven. I, I am the one who created all, all these things. But I have decided that I am going to come down on earth as a baby Jesus, so that I can be with you. And, and a response to us as Jesus being, being Alpha is really for us to be struck with that reality and have a reason to, to worship that. Who, who is that God? Who, 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 is, who is that, that God to, that he doesn't care about how big he is, but he comes down? to the level of, of a simple human. And, and the idea of Jesus being the Alpha is it's not only in, in Revelation. We've seen Isaiah bringing out, saying that God is saying that, I am the first and, and the last, and beside me there is, there is nothing else. And so this, this should be an, an encouragement for, for John that even though he is facing that, that time, he is in a relationship with the most powerful being on, on, on earth. And, and in, in the middle of, of this, the crisis or the chaos that our world is, is facing, this, this is our hope as believers. We are in a relationship with the most powerful being. Jesus is the king 
of kings. In fact, these things that is happening should not be a surprise for us because we have been warned as, as Christians, as believers. In the Bible, Jesus, Jesus says that the force of evil is going to increase. You know, it's, it's, it's painful to see what's happened in, in Manchester. But we knew as, as believers, not that there's going to be attack in, in, in my bed, we knew that the force of evil is going to increase. It's, it's not going to stop, even though we, we wish so much that, that it, it would stop. But in that, the terrorists in Manchester, they are not in charge. There is someone in charge. Jesus is in, in charge. And then... Um, <clears throat> John is, is then moving into Jesus being, being the, the Alpha. And then from, from being the Alpha, he moved to Jesus being the, the Omega. Now, Jesus being the, the Omega for us as well as, um, as Christian is to, to realize that what is happening is it's not out of the control of the Alpha. The, the Alpha knows it, but then he's not only the Alpha, he's also the Omega. He is the end. Jesus has in his hand the history of humanity. He knows when he started it and he knows um, when it's going to end. And we can be assured that the end is, 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 is going to happen. And one of the words that Jesus was saying to, to John during, during that revelation is that write these things down. They are trustworthy words. It's going to happen. And so this should be an, an encouragement for us as well as, as Christians that even though we've become a target for the enemy, it's just temporal. It's not going to be forever. There is going to be an end to, to this. And when the ends comes, we will not even be thinking about the pain, the suffering, the persecution that we've experienced. And these are the words that uh, Jesus was bringing to John for the churches that were suffering. And one of the pictures that comes again in, in Revelation is that we've seen an, an army of the enemy gathering to go and wage war against the saints, to wage war against the believers. And, and, and one of the main message in the books of Revelation is that as the enemy is, is gathering the troop to come and wage war against the, the, the church, against the believer, the church didn't have to go and fight with the enemy. Jesus shows up and then with a word in his mouth, the enemy is vanished. And this is the perspective in which John is bringing the word to the people that Jesus is the Omega. He is coming to bring an end to this force of evil. He knows it and he understands it. Even the terrorism thinks that it is winning, but they are not. Jesus, just with a breath, is going to make the enemy to vanish. And so we wish that we can, we can um, turn up our TV in the morning and there is no uh, bad news anymore. It's, it, sadly, we are still in, in that. 
in that moment of, of tension. But there is going to be a time. It's going to be a time where this will not be anymore. And this is the promise that John is bringing to Jesus that I am the Omega. And John has seen a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. And the description is that God is going to be light. We will not need sun. We will not, we will not need lamps. We will not need uh, anything because the light, the presence of God is going to be our light. And the Bible says that God, he is going to be their God and he would wipe their tears from their eyes. This, this is our hope. You know, we, we live in pain today. We live with sadness in, in, in our heart uh, because, of, because of evil. But it's, it's just temporary. It is a reality that Jesus is going to come and he's going to wipe away our tears. And we need to be feeding our soul with, with this truth. Every day. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. And then one day, we would be in the presence of our king. And in that kingdom, there is no suffering anymore. There is no death anymore. And this, this is our hope as as believers, this is how we respond to, to the evil that, 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 is, that is around us. That uh, we are people of hope. In an encouragement for ourselves, but more than that, in also in taking this hope out there. And, and this leads me to, 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 the, to the third point. That Jesus is, is coming is also an, an invitation for us as believers to warn those who, who don't understand that they've been created to worship God. It, it, is, it is our responsibility to bring that warning. It is our responsibility to invite these people to, to say there is something else beyond the world. After, after we, we go into that box and then we bury it, it's not the end. There is something else. How are you preparing for, for that? It is our responsibility to invite those who don't have connection with Jesus, to invite them to begin dreaming about maybe it is true. Maybe after I've been buried, maybe there is something else. There is that eternity where we would be in that world without suffering. I would like to experience that. It, it, is, it is our, our calling as well. As people mourn, as people suffer, as people cry, as, I, as people are hopeless because of what, what, what they are facing. It is our responsibility as the church to rise up to say to Manchester that this is not the end. Jesus is bringing the end in Manchester. And if we let Jesus bring the end in Manchester, it's going to be a glorious end. This, this, this is our mandate. This is, this is our calling. And this is not only for, for Manchester. It is everywhere where pain and suffering is being inflicted on people. We are the people of hope. 
Some of the people, they, they've gone blind. They don't know what is right, what is left anymore. But the Alpha has made us to have our eyes open, to realize throughout the human history he's been active and that he is going to become that Omega one day. And that Omega, that all of us, we join with him together with angels to celebrating and to, to do what we've been created for. But what we've been created is not simply for us. Let us not be selfish with the privilege and, and the generosity that God has given us to be those who have discovered the light. You know, there are smart people out there, people very intelligent. Their brain is, is, is so awesome, but they're not able to grasp Jesus. They're not stupid people. Their brain works. But even though in that smartness, they're not able to, to come to faith, to, to realize that there is something more. And, and this is the privilege you and I have, that we have, we've discovered the truth. And we've experienced it. And... And we do whatever is possible so that we win one more person. And this brings us back again to, to, to what John has been speaking to us throughout this year, the empty chairs. One more person to come and, and, and take that empty chair. One more person to come and, and sit on, on, on that empty chair. That's, that's our calling. That, that's our responsibility as, as many messiahs that uh, Jesus is, is the Alpha and He is the Omega. And He's coming to bring an end to, to our suffering. And He's coming to bring an end to the suffering of the world. And we, we are those that He's chosen so that His light would shine through us. Let's pray. Yes, Jesus, you are the beginning and you are the end. And we, we are amazed by, by your humility and that you, you've decided to, to leave the heaven and to come down on earth so that we can have a relationship with you. And I, and I thank you for, for the hope that we have in our heart that one day it will, not, it will not be by faith. We would see you face to face. Lord, as we continue to wrestle with the reality of the world, Lord, I pray that we will not lose hope, that we will not give up, that we will not be discouraged but we would press on until that day to be in your presence. Lord, we pray that with, with the calling, with the anointing, and with, um, with the gift that you've given us, that we would continue to invite more people to join us into the banquet that's going to happen. 
but by our life, by our words, by our actions, that we would be those who invite people into your kingdom. We would be those who bring hope to the hearts that are broken. And there is more than the pain in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.